Welcome to FileMaker Talk. This is Matt Navarre, and today my guest is Sam Geddert with Capital Contender. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. So I wanted to have you on this uh, podcast. You were, you were also introduced to me by Molly Connolly. I think your business and my business are similar in that we've lately been focusing on a specific uh, industry and learned a great deal about it and kind of really seen that from the inside, which has changed our views um, of that industry. And I think that's really kind of fascinating. In my case, that was public health. In your case, it's it's uh, government, specifically U.S. Congress, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my career started in um, uh, the state legislature here in Ohio. I was IT director for the state senate. Uh, and I never had a, I had a political science background. My original career path involved a lot more policy and politics. Found out I wasn't terribly interested in the policy side and, and sort of had naturally matriculated to some IT things. Um, wasn't a programmer, which, uh, insert FileMaker, was a perfect solution for me because I could get some stuff done uh, without having to know a whole heck of a lot about Oh, back then it was Visual Basic and Fox Pro and Foxbase and DBase and some of those things that didn't really appeal to me kind of because of their older school interfaces, but FileMaker was just wonderful. So uh, I was at the State Senate from 96 to 2001, had done a ver- variety of um, FileMaker projects there, started my first company in 2001, and then started Capital Contender in 2011. Uh, and we had a, a couple different areas of focus. One was, um, it, it, I use the, the broader term of public policy professionals because that includes uh, trade associations, that includes political campaigns, and that includes um, legislative uh, bodies. So, uh, yeah, we've been working in Congress now for about four years. Um, and it's really fascinating to um, look at, uh, you know, we all get sort of, integrated and ingrained and, and intimately aware of the culture of an organization as we're starting to work with it. Uh, and it's been fascinating to look at Congress from a cultural standpoint um, and to, to sort of accept it for what it is rather than wish it was something different. Um, what I mean by yeah, that is... Yeah, sure, that makes sense. I mean, and you're also selling to the agency, so you can't, right. or to many of the, the people, so you, you can't really want them to change. you got to sort of, you know, take them as they are, as you say. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and, and democracy, by its very definition and design, is incredibly inefficient. Um, you know, essentially, when you look at the entity of Congress or the Senate or, or, or any legislative body for that, um, you've got competing parties, competing interests inside of the same business. So it wouldn't be unlike having the CEO of Coke and the CEO of Pepsi um, trying to run uh, a company. Um, and how that matriculates down to some of our stuff, that's the context for the culture. Um, mm-hmm. It's competitive. It's secretive. It's not terribly process-driven. It's not um, very metric-driven. Um, so it's been interesting for us to kind of pick apart um, from a logistical side and from a, a business process side, what could we do to make this better? Um, because, you know, Congress gets such a bad rap. Um, and as I've worked with them a lot more, I've become a a much bigger fan of Congress. Um, it's a really tough job. And one of the toughest things about it is you've got to be an expert on offshore oil drilling and mm-hmm. Medicaid and medical marijuana. And, and when we started going into congressional offices, we were blown away by two things, the volume of information that they had to deal with um, and the amount of meetings that they took. 
um, your average member of Congress, when they're in session, um, has they do a lot of them do fifteen minute meetings back to back to back to back to back. Then they go to session, um, and that's their day. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. And your average congressional chief of staff gets between five hundred and a thousand legitimate emails. Um, not that they respond or, or reply to them, but these, these aren't spam. These aren't you know um, people looking to sell uh, modified mortgages. These right. are other legislative directors looking for actual information. Like um, a day? Uh, yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. Um, and as we all have seen, um, you know, email has become this sort of makeshift project management tool that is incredibly ineffective and inefficient. Um, so what we had done is started looking a lot at the processes. Um, and it, it involves a lot of uh, approval, getting things approved, whether those are documents that need reviewed by these three people or scheduling requests that need um, approved by these different pieces of the office. Um, you know, just trying to identify where we could streamline a process, pull some of those really mission critical processes out of email and out of spreadsheets and out of web uh, or word documents. Um, and put them in a much more um, cohesive and consistent system. Oh, that makes system. so much sense. There's been so many, so few things that email has ha, uh, that have actually improved within the email uh, system that mm -hmm. have made email a, a more effective tool itself. Yeah. So almost always the tool to make your to make something more efficient is to not rely on email for communications. You know, yeah. and so customers will sometimes ask me in a database to say to build a system that will notify some other user of the system by sending them an email. I'm like, um, hey, we could do that, but I know let's actually put a feature on the main menu that when the other user logs in, they see yeah. a notification. Yeah, yeah, and then they can click accept or, or deny or whatever, and it and then it like you know puts a return receipt without sending an email. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm laughing because. I Almost every one of our, our, our clients has asked for some a feature similar to that at some point. Not only have they asked for it, but um, they'll ask for it at the meeting where I start the meeting with the context of the, the, the project being we're trying to get things out of email. And they also will you know, nod their head and, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, out of email. My email's out of control. And, and it's so funny, again, why you have to sort of step back and accept the culture for what it is. Because then, literally five minutes later, they'll say, well, can I have it send me an email? <laughs> and, and you have to restrain yourself to not slap your forehead in the middle of the meeting. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it, they just don't recognize it. It, it. We talk a lot about the gravity of our systems. Um, you know, that we, our systems, we want to have gravity so that they're pulling people. Um, you know, we really encourage our clients to not start their day in their email. Um, when we're doing hmm. some, some change management and cultural capital stuff, working with clients, um, you know, because that's, it, it's just this endless pit of, of everything and nothing is prioritized, nothing is connected to anything else. Um, so for, for our most robust users, they come in, they fire up our system and that's where they do a, a lot of their, their daily work, um, is inside there. And based on exactly what you said, dashboards, um, something that can say, okay, what, particularly from some of the approval stuff, uh, when there's a process, okay, it needs to go here now so that there's mm -hmm. a dashboard that says, oh, okay, I've got five things waiting for, for my attention. Um, you know, just really, really streamlining that because email is just, just such a disaster. Yep. Um, it's gone, email has gone from a, a, a tool to help us do work to a job in and of itself. Um, doing email. 
um, you know, and, and a lot of our clients are just, um, just overwhelmed by that and just, it's just become ineffective. It, 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 just, it doesn't really do a job anymore. So what are so, some of the features of your software? Is this like one program that you sell to a bunch of places then? or um, Kind of. Um, we've got um, – we, we do have a, a – it's not really a vertical, but we have a, a base of features that um, sort of the greatest hits, so to speak, over uh-huh. the last four years. When we first started, we started with just a couple, couple clients, made a lot of mistakes, um, figured out a lot about – the development process itself, the change management process, the client selection process. Um, so as we've done that through the, the last few years, um, really identified you know half dozen features that are, are really effective for, for people to, to utilize what they do. Um, they center around scheduling, like I said, the scheduling approval mm-hmm. process, um, uh, news clips, um, capturing news clips uh, and putting them into uh, the database as opposed to just having links to things externally. Um, tours management um, is a huge component um, of a lot of what they do. They just changed this recently, but in order, it used to be that the only way you could get a tour of Congress was to contact your representative and they, they would manage the tour. That's still how most of them happen, um, and that's you know, that's an area where we had literally taken over from legal pads, pen and paper um, mm-hmm. for folks. Um, so, so those are some of the big things. Um, uh, and, and then we also have just much more broader custom build from the ground up, um, doing an entire needs analysis. And we have, there's, there's individual offices and then there's also the committees that, that mm-hmm. we work with. So sometimes for the committees, it's a, they've got a more specific need. So on the on the meeting um, management side, you mentioned that that was a really really big mm-hmm. problem for them because they have huge numbers of meetings, you know, fifteen yeah. minutes. So they, so they might have what twenty meetings a day or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, go ahead. And then I, I guess I kind of wonder, you know, I can clearly see the need to to have that in a database where you can track exactly what meetings you've had, go into a meeting with an individual, find out how many times you've met with them in the past. Bingo. Um, and also probably track the outcomes of those meetings? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when possible, because it's such a melee. And again, I didn't appreciate this until I was on the ground there watching it happen. And not only 15-minute meetings, um, but also um, it's not uncommon for, um, I don't know, a, a, a group of steelworkers or some sort of manufacturing union to show up unannounced and to just stand in the office and say, hey, we had a meeting and we're not leaving until we talk to someone. Um, you know, I didn't really, and then there's people coming in and going and racing off to committee and racing off to session. So I didn't appreciate the chaos with which these people were dealing on a day to day to day basis. Mm -hmm. So it was just putting out fires and still, you know, very much is, but what they were doing is that they would, everybody had their own notepad or they're using, you know, Evernote or whatever it was. And it was all very isolated and focused on that individual. So that individual had a lot of information about that meeting, the, what, what, what the deliverables were, were there deliverables. Um, and then the other big challenge of this environment, uh, and again, just accepting it for what it is, mm-hmm. um, is it's, it's a, there's a high, high, high level of turnover. Um, your average legislative aide is a legislative, you know, there's a, there's a constant hierarchy that goes from, 
you know, staff assistant to legislative assistant to mm-hmm. legislative director to chief of staff to comms director, and they're just constantly moving around in those positions. And when somebody leaves, the notion of of business continuity just isn't something that they think about. Yeah, plus um, the so congressman's when, job could only be two years. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it, and again, thinking about in the context of a business and how sort of ridiculous of a business Congress is, you know, it, it would be like having all of the executives and all of the board of directors um, have to re-interview for their job every two years. Uh, and and they just might not get reappointed, <laughs> you know, and then it starts all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, capturing that information. And, and where we've really learned a lot um, is, you know, so much is is development, getting better at making FileMaker things, but where we've really learned a lot is is in that change management, in that cultural capital space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think early on, I was too eager to say, oh, yeah, we can fix anything, and I'm going to, you know, I sort of went on this quixotic quest to fix Congress, um, and it took me a while to figure out that, oh, okay, hold on a second here. Um, everybody's not going to change their behavior overnight. Um, we're going to have to communicate to them the process, how hard it's going to be, what their part looks like. Um, all of those sort of truth to power conversations need that need to happen over and over and over and over mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. them realize that this is not, they're not just buying new software, they're committing to a new way of life. Not a new way of life, that sounds a little sure. too heavy, sure. but you know, a new, new way, way of doing, doing work, things. you know. Yeah, exactly. New set of tools, exactly. really. Exactly, exactly. What are, what are some of the security constraints you're up against? Um, uh, Congress has its own uh, a variety of security concerns, and where they have they have their own network. Um, so they've got, uh, and it's very tightly considered where you've got to have um, a server inside their environment. There's also there's a couple. It, 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 surprise, surprise! It's a, a pretty bureaucratic process to to go through. But um, once we're inside the house network. Um, you know, most there's nothing to because they manage all, access to all of that. So once we get in there, we're nice and safe, and they're they're comfortable with that. Um, but then um, from from there, it's just username and password stuff. Um, the good news is, for the most of our most part, there isn't a lot. There's a high level of transparency. Um, there's a high level of inter-office transparency, um, meaning that there's not a whole lot of secret stuff that's in mm-hmm. our system. Um, there's not, a, you know, the law. There just isn't. There's not a lot of things that people can't see. Um, so that's really the only, only, the only concern. Really, is just just username password management. Obviously, the updates that are coming out. You know, the SSL thing we're dealing with now with 13.9. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's a concern for us and something mm-hmm. we're moving to update, but for the most part, not a ton. Um, you know, I, that's where I kind of rely heavily on, on FileMaker, um, and some of the resources, um, that they have available when I do get questions from the powers that be, um, about those things, just referring them to the documentation of some of the encryption and things that are already going on inside of FileMaker. Oh, so you'll actually lean on your local system engineers and et cetera. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and more so in the DC market um, than than here in here, here in uh, I don't know if I mentioned that, but I've got an office here in Ohio, which is where I am now, and then uh, an office in DC, um, which makes for its own filemaker challenges because we're in two different um, filemaker territories. Sure, and so we're kind of always uh, sifting through that as oh, well. Yeah, yeah, different different reps. So yeah, yeah. Well, filemaker sort of changed though, so now their system engineers at least are more focused on a, on a 
rather than a territory, they're focused on like a area. Yeah, yeah, so like yeah. server people and yeah, go people, yeah. et cetera, or whatever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and you know, and that's a whole other area. Um, I think because, um, and, and you and I mentioned this earlier, Matt, but but you know, I'm really just now starting to really engage. Even though I've been working with FileMaker since '97, um, we've been pretty isolated from the FileMaker com- community. Um, and, you know, we've gone to DevCon and, and done some of those things. Uh-huh. Um, but I just really uh, haven't taken a full advantage of the robust uh, community of, um, you know, developers and um, plugins and just the whole community uh-huh. that's out there. And we're just starting to do that a lot more um, as, you know, I'm finding as the owner, you know, I, I jokingly say that, you know, my, it, it, like my job changes every nine months and nobody tells me, um, you know, so I went from trying to be project manager and now that I'm stepping away from that a little bit more, um, trying to really, you know, uh, reach out to the community and more and just, it, there's such a great, I don't know if you guys use the term, but we used to use it a lot back in the day dealing with consultants, but there's a great spirit of cooperation mm-hmm. um, out there. It's that combination of cooperation and competition. Yep. Um, that that is just so refreshing, um, you know. So I've been really excited to to work with, um, you know, some more developers and just some of the other, uh, whether it's people like Molly or, or Jason Mundock or you know, there's just all kinds of great resources out there um, that I kind of never really plugged into before. Um, so it's been awesome to 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 know that that's there, and we're all real excited to not only go to DevCon this year. But to really be prepared to do DevCon well, um, mm-hmm. to really, I've been working with each of my guys to um, have them, I want them to not only identify um, the, the, the courses and the tracks that they want to go to, but also a handful of people that they want to, to meet that are in, you know, each of my guys has um, a separate area of focus. So, okay, I want you to find a design person that, you know, we'll go to lunch or dinner with or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever it is so that when we hit the ground in, in Vegas that we're really ready to um, sort of just get every last thing we can out of that those few days that we're there because it's such a great opportunity. True. I was thinking you were talking about, like, preparing by, like, making sure you have the, the exact right mix of calories and everything so that you can drink really, really effectively and stay up till 2 o'clock on the first night and then 3 o'clock on the second night and keep ramping it up, you know. But you're actually talking about the important part of it and going to sessions. Well, maybe you're talking about the important part. I'm not sure. I guess it depends on your perspective. But um, I, I, I do sure. actually think that a hugely important part of DevCon is the stuff that happens after hours. So Absolutely. Having, you, you have it exactly right, I think, by having your people look for individuals to meet, you know, people within yeah. FileMaker or other people. And there are so many amazing people in the community, yeah. you know, that, um, um, for example, like John Sindler with Seed Code, so mm-hmm. generous and so such a, a, a fountain of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and almost all the people who have companies like that that have um, – products to offer and have real specific knowledge like in john's case of calendar and many other uh, mm-hmm. offerings that they have they're mm-hmm. they really want to talk to you mm-hmm. yeah and uh and help you find out what you're doing and and whether what they have can actually make your life easier and better you know yeah yeah it's 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 been great um i mentioned um ross you know mcintosh um yeah he's been just such a great resource um and i'm just like just exactly what you said um, you know, as I sort of started making some, and, and, and I'm used to the notion of, of, of networking and, and, you know, from my, my political days, that was a much bigger role of, of, of what I did. And so I understood it conceptually, uh-huh. um, but I was a lot more sheepish about it in this environment just because I was, again, more 
cognizant or, 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 or concerned about uh, more of a, hey, why, why would they, you know, I'm a potential competitor, why would they want to talk, you know, whatever, um, and was just blown away every call I made uh, where I'm sort of sheepishly saying, well, you know, I'm just looking to, oh, yeah, great, tell me what you're doing, and oh, here's what we're doing. Um, it's just been amazing. It's just been absolutely amazing um, to, to see that and get that kind of feedback. And, and to your point about the really good stuff being stuff that, that, that goes on, not that there isn't really valuable stuff in there, but what I've found is that, that those connections have both a, a, a tactical and a technical stamp or a value, but mm-hmm. then also a, a, um, a cultural or a morale standpoint. You just come away so invigorated and so excited about, oh my gosh, this is great, and you see more possibilities, and it just really refreshes I know it refreshes me, and, 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 and certainly, you know, as, as, as my developers have been working with more with other developers, um, you know, they just come away. Because I'm not a developer anymore. I, you know, my, I haven't kept my skill set fresh. Um, you, you know, my senior most guy, he's, you know, previously was kind of on his own. Yeah. Um, you know, he didn't really, I couldn't help him when he was trying to figure out a, you know, data modeling issue or, mm-hmm. or you know, a scripting or, so. you know, I just, I, I, could, I sort of tapped out after execute SQL and you know I, I just haven't haven't you know and I don't have any plans to um, so it's been it's been great to be able to identify some of those resources um, not only for filemaker but but also then you know what else is out there um, as, as we're looking to um, identify things to support our, our filemaker footprint mm-hmm. see it's funny I think I took a little bit different tack on that one I, I guess when I, I I discovered that when I <clears throat> as I grew my company, and was doing more of the like sales and deal making and mm-hmm. management and stuff like that, that I enjoyed that less than meeting with the clients and doing programming. And my style of programming is a little bit different too, because I actually sit with the client next to me and, and write code. Okay. And that's the way like a huge amount of the code I write has been written. Um, and so I, I really get that, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. uh, the networking contact, which is also really sales. Like we, you know, right. we can see how we can yeah. do something. But also, I really, really love the programming. I'm totally a geek. So yeah. I've, I've chosen to actually get back into that more mm-hmm. and, and then hand off to other people in my company the administration of the company and the sales. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and, and, and I'm just – not just the opposite, but um, I do love the, the – it's funny. As, as Again, my, you know, saying that my job changes every, every nine mm-hmm. months. I was talking with, with Molly one time, you know, and she was sort of prodding me like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, I just want to – you know, go out and get people excited about doing stuff with FileMaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, well, what's wrong with that? I'm like, well, that sounds like a, a, a bull, you know, job. Like, that doesn't sound like a real job, <laughs> you know. Um, but coming to realize that is a real job, and I love that. I love watching people get excited about the possibilities. And then also, you know, again, we've learned so much about client selection, not just because I used to just get them excited and not tell them any of the, the tough stuff. Um, but to really work through, you know, our sales process has has really stretched out. Um, I don't want to get things deals done as quickly as possible anymore. I want deals to be as thoroughly worked through, and and you know, hmm. and, and making sure that that we've got um, everybody on board, and there's a decent level of buy-in, and everybody understands the problem that we're trying to fix. Um, all of that stuff, I absolutely love. Um, you know, and then also I love um, the long-term deal, the, you know, the long game, so to speak, of, of 
going in, particularly with the, the, the secret sauce of FileMaker, where you're just able to, you know, as we're working with different government agencies mm-hmm. that are used to having to, to build a, a whole SQL or Sun, you know, whatever it is, um, having to build, they're just thinking so much in the old school way of doing things that... that in terms of expense and time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. When I come in and say, hey, we can do this for this, they think I'm crazy. Um, but then, you know, we talk again and, and we show them a demo and we have them talk with some other clients and, um, you know, and to really get them to, to get them excited about what's possible. Um, I just, I just absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and where the challenge for me has been because I'm not a good developer, because I'm not a good project manager, um, be, you know, the, the challenge, uh, for me has always been keeping my bits off that stuff then. Um, you know, to stay, if I'm going to be out of project management, to stay out of project management, Mm -hmm. to find, identify folks inside the company and and hire accordingly to support those roles. But then, you know, it's been such a growing process for, for, for me and for the company to really, um, have sort of a, 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 psychological discipline to stay inside the things that I know make the most sense for me. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and particularly as we've grown, like right now, as I think with a lot of FileMaker companies, um, you know, we're growing, we need to grow from a capacity standpoint. Um, and as we're doing that, I've got less and less bandwidth, not less and less bandwidth, but less and less inventory, so to speak, to do sales. Um, so, you know, I've got to start thinking about longer term things. Mm-hmm. It, it just changes the board. Like, you know, my 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 world now is six months from now, as opposed to you know the the, the my area of focus has extended out. It used to be you know today and tomorrow, and then this week right, and this right. month, and now it's you know now it's three months, six months. You know, I think more in quarters now than I ever than I did used to do in days and weeks. Hmm. I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I still am really looking. I guess I, th- I I think about like the next month. That's what okay. I, what, it, what I'm really focusing on, like in my company. But you know, well, making yeah, sure. Yeah. That my developers have enough work to do, right. and that they're you know they're all equally kind of balanced, and that and that projects are done in the right priority order for clients. Right. Yep. Um, yep. That we that if we have a deadline, if we say we're going to do something, that we do it by that date, kind of a thing. Right. 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 Yeah. Absolutely. Um, which kind of and again, it's just been great talking to, to getting to know folks like you and just really seeing how much similarity there is not in 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 the markets or even the solutions but Mm -hmm. similarity in in the styles there's just a lot of people out there that have found because we hire almost exclusively for personality anymore um you know i want people that now we don't have quite the model that you do where you're actually sitting down pounding out code directly with a client Mm -hmm. Um, we do that a fair amount but you still have to bucket some things and, and and you know okay we'll work on this and then get back to you right um, but you know, we, we need people that, you know, cause again, the, the file maker developer market is, is, um, growing, I suppose, but it, it's still tough to find. Yeah. Um, so as we're looking for people, it's all about how much do you love people? How much do you love working with people, talking with people, solving their problems? How excited do you get when they're excited? How happy mm-hmm. Do you get when you see that smile on your face? Um, we had sure. uh, some people up for training last week, and, and I didn't get to participate in the training. But I was—I just saw somebody, uh, one of our clients out, which client training, mm-hmm. um, you know, and 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 just her 
when you really have fixed somebody's problem and you can tell it's lightened their burden and made their life better, uh, that's just good stuff. And, oh, yeah. and you've got to, or at least we've had to find people that really that speak that that have that currency in mind that that's important to them as opposed to somebody who is just focused on solving the technical puzzle. Um, you know, because that, that, that's a good, good skill set to have as well. But, but we also, at the end of the day for us, we're very high touch. Um, I've got to have folks that are, are just really driven by, by driven by helping people. That sounds a little more heady than I intended, but, but that's, that's kind of what we're looking at. No, I totally get it. Yeah. I mean, you have to mix that of course, with the capacity to be technical and, um, you know, to have a really high capacity for, uh, understanding of the, the, the nitty gritty of FileMaker and mm-hmm. to be able to do, to solve those problems in unique and interesting and uh, good ways. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you're, you're exactly right. <clears throat> and the long-term fit is definitely going to be more of a personality thing mm-hmm. than just purely technical. But of course you also have, you know, all, you don't have everybody in your company doing the same job too. So. Correct. Okay. Well, and, and, and that's another area where I've just sort of figured out, you know, there's just, <laughs> and I think you and I joked about this earlier, but um, you know, it took me four years of of running Capital Contender to come to realize that I had no idea how to run a software company. <laughs> like we had been we had been doing technical services work for ten years, um, and I didn't really recognize the difference uh, for a long time. And, and the tech services stuff, it's all putting out fires. It's all about today and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got a few projects here and there that are you know offices are moving or they're, they're expanding or things like that, but it's nowhere near the level of long-term project management. Um, like I, I had to experience with, with, with file, FileMaker development and to that point of saying, okay, who is our design guy? Okay. Who is our script guy? Um, mm-hmm. you know, that's something we had really never done. We had it sort of loose sort of, I don't know, organic, I guess, so to speak, uh, of those definitions, but never anything that was like, okay, um, your area is design. I want you to focus on that. When you're at DevCon, you're going to do that. We're going to identify some other resource. You know, we've just never done that level of compartmentalization. And it's right. been very helpful to start to do that. Hmm. Yeah, plus not, not only that, I think the other skills of running like a software company, emphasis on the software part, as you just mentioned with uh, making, you know, having uh, over time changing so that you've got people focused on different areas of FileMaker, but also even just running a company. Understanding yeah. balance yeah. sheets and being and yeah. um, having a relationship with a banker and the importance of that and um, yeah. you know yeah, establishing lines of credit for when things mm-hmm. are not as as positive even if it, everything has been always always been looking up you know I think is important yeah um, yeah yeah and then yeah. like planning and staging growth and really you know stepping back and thinking about that and that's been really really fascinating yeah. Um, well, I think it's and, it, and, and it's it's an absolutely and I I hear you loud and clear like we're just you know finally offloading to a bookkeeping firm and you know all of this stuff that I just like ah, you know I just didn't know what to do with or how to you know it's doing all of that but but I think also looking at that long term um, and I think that that you know the big question mark for for so many of us we don't have to get into it too much now is but but you know. I, if I'm looking at, uh, you know, we're talking about what Capital Contender looks like in five years. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, a big component of that is what does FileMaker look like in five years? Um, you know, and I think that's a, a, a fun, because it's an unknown unknown. Um, we don't know what, you know, I don't think anybody does. But, um, you know, so sort of 
um, noodling on that and trying to come up with a strategy that that supports a couple of contingency. Um, I used to say it was a it was a really big problem. Um, now I say it's a really fun puzzle. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's sort of fun to kind of think about. Oh yeah, well, okay, that happened. As opposed to like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And oh no 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 no. Um, you know, really looking at it from that perspective. I guess been, so. I mean, I've been using FileMaker since. I don't know, in the 1950s or so. <laughs> it seems like that. <clears throat> well, since uh, since the mid-'80s, anyway. Right, 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 right. And there's, I, I don't know, I, I don't think that it's going to be that different in five years. I think yeah. the trend is, you know, uh, modernization and update of the UI and some of the other things we've seen, but it, it has not really fundamentally changed in some really important ways since the beginning. Right, right. It's still really a group... Um, a group type database tool. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things we talked about on the last episode of the podcast was this um, this database that had stock trade information and had 17 billion with a B records in one <laughs> FileMaker database, <laughs> right. and <clears throat> and which is a two terabyte database file. Right, right, right. And how FileMaker technically can do that? You can actually have a database that big. Right. But the amount of time it takes to import and index that amount of data is right. kind of crazy. Yeah. And if you take a look at what it would take to do that in MySQL or in like a you know some of the other, or even in some of the post SQL database tools, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they would choose something like that up in a second or right. you know, or nothing. Right. Even a, a, even like a gigantic two terabyte file would be just barely at the beginning of the charts of what some of these other technologies can do. Right. Um. And it, 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 so FileMaker really just isn't that, you know, it's just, yeah, right. it's, right. it's right. Uh, even though I think it's really fun to see how, what things actually still work beautifully when you, when you have a gigantic database or, yeah. or if you've got something that has, you know, 150 users on it all day, every day. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I've really been, you know, again, back in the, 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 the earlier days when I was uh, working with FileMaker in the, in, in the late nineties, um, you know, we did a lot and still do um, a lot of work with um, voter files, um, which are millions of records. Um, and and again, you mentioned the, the indexing components, but you know, when you're in the millions, not we didn't get into the billions, but um, when we're in the millions, um, you know, once you got those indexes built, um, you know, you're doing some some really really impressive stuff that was just blowing people away. Because you were able to change the interface in such a way that made sense to the user, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where they just previously they're just to do anything like that again in the millions category um, was just unworkable um, in other platforms. Um, there just wasn't anything that you could do to give somebody that level of control and access over that data without spending a whole lot of money. That's true, um, and that's actually very at home for FileMaker. Mm-hmm. Millions is no big deal at all, right? You know. Right. I mean, yep. you can take a record with millions of records and put it on a little teeny tiny flash drive on your keychain, yep. yep. and then you know take it somewhere in a, in, a, in a matter of a couple of minutes, upload it to a FileMaker server, and like all is good, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think you're right that that, that it, it there there will be sort of a hardening of some of that technology in the next five years, um, but just sort of uh, looking at what that that means and 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 as far as what what areas we want to focus on from a market standpoint. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I, I haven't been to DevCon in a couple of years, um, so I'm excited to go this year. And um, you know, I, I, as I understand it, I haven't gone through the, the thing thoroughly, but there's more of a business track, from what I understand it, um, this time. Um, you know, a few more 
um, classes for people like me um, to talk to, to other business you know folks about it who may not mm-hmm. be looking to sharpen their filemaker skills but their filemaker business skills right um, you know so I'm super excited about that um, and it's just good having the whole team out there it's 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 been like I said it's been a while since we've all gone um, so um, you know it's just I've got you know one very new developer who's probably just six months in doing some great work already. He's super excited about going. Um, you know, it's just, just going to be a great time. Hmm. Yep. It always is. I've, I've been, I've been going to DevCon. I think this is my 18th. I is think it it's really? the 20th oh, anniversary awesome. of DevCon and I've missed is two. It? Oh, that's so, awesome. Um, what was happening? Come on. What was, what were those two? I, it was, it was more than 10 years ago. Okay. I haven't missed one in 10 years. Okay. Awesome. <clears throat> um, but yeah, early in my earlier career, you know, having the money to go, it's not cheap. It, you know, no. even even at the beginning, it was still hundreds of dollars to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're But yeah, I actually like Vegas. I think that Vegas was a really good choice. Some people really hate it, but mm-hmm. I oh, think it'll fun. be good. Yeah. I, some some of the fear is that people are going to kind of go away from the conference, like you know, at five o'clock or whatever, when the session's over, rather than hanging around with all the other DevCon people. Yeah. at the hotel that they're going to go yeah. head off to a show or whatever. Right, right. Um, yeah, well, and, and you know, that's kind of another reason, too, where we're trying to be proactive um, about, you know, I want us to hit the ground with a checklist of conversations to have, people to talk to, sessions to, to, to not just sessions to go to, so mm-hmm. that, you know, we can try to, so if those people that we want to talk to are going to a show, we're, we're going with them. Yeah, exactly. Especially yeah. if they can get you tickets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, but, um, you know, the one final thing that, you know, you and I talked about, um, a mm-hmm. little bit, and I think another reason I'm so excited about not only DevCon, but just the community and everything in general, um, you know, coming from not only a political, but a public policy standpoint, um, this is also where I'm interested to see where, where FileMaker heads, not just from a technical standpoint, but sort of how they, um, market and integrate the product. But, you know, we all know what an incredible workforce development tool uh, FileMaker is um, that you know you can take somebody who um, is a somebody who's enthusiastic, a decent communicator, you know, good head on their shoulders, with literally zero programming experience, and you know, inside of six months, you've got mm. somebody that's doing like good good work. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I just don't. There's just no other platform like that um, that where you can. Um, because everything else is tied into something else. It's, it's, it's tied into, you know, CSS or, you know, a larger design component or, right. or whatever, um, you know, and, and, and I, think yeah, that, I think that, I think the point you're trying to make is that in from zero to six months, you can be a really proficient, good FileMaker developer, not just passable. Yeah. Like if you get some other technologies in six months, you're still really kind of early on the learning curve of what that technology can do. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I I agree with you on that. It's true, and, and I think particularly you know kind of using the the model that you mentioned and that we we adhere to too. Particularly if you've got somebody who loves people and loves solving problems, um, you know that you're able to inside of that six months take somebody and say, okay, here's a lower level project, or you know sometimes what we'll do is um, when I've got a newer developer. Um, uh, you know, I'll go to one of my clients who maybe didn't have the budget for sort of our quote unquote retail uh, prices, but I, I'll go mm-hmm. to them and say, "Hey, I got this new guy, and you know, uh, if you if you're willing to work with them and, and you know do that, we'll charge you this as opposed to that." 
um, and have found that to be a great way to integrate a, a newer developer in, um, you know, sort of low risk exposure for them to get in there and, and start actually, because we all know real world experience is everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, actually working through a client, actually having a client go, I don't get it, <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> and dealing with those sort of softer skills. So that's been a great way for us to, to um, get some of those folks up to speed as well. Hmm. I like it. Yeah. yeah. That seems like a really good uh, way to do it. And I, and also, again, I agree that um, nothing like real world for training a developer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Going, going through the training manual is one thing, but. Yeah, yep, absolutely. There's just no way to encapsulate um, the challenges that come with dealing with um, a client. Um, the, their level of engagement, how much they pay attention, um, the fact that you tell them to do something one way and they don't want to do it that way. So you have to, you know, all of those sort of nuanced and unpredictable things that, that only come with dealing with our client. Makes sense, man. <clears throat> well, this has been a really nice uh, conversation. I'm looking forward yeah, to shaking your hand and talking to you more at DevCon. I hope other people who are listening can also find you and introduce themselves. Absolutely. Yeah, this has been great. Um, uh, you know, thanks for, for having me, and, and, and I'm, I'm really, um, yeah, just excited to not only DevCon, but just um, get into the community more as a whole. All right. Thanks again for your time. All right. See you, Matt.